0: When you uh, start a new job, you know how much you're going to make. You know, you get that first check. You know how much that check is, you know, every pay period, whatever, you know, whether it's twice a month, every week, whenever it is. So you can budget. So, you know, based on your lifestyle, how much money you're getting, where it's going to go and and how you can live. The biggest mistake is when people retire, they forget about that paycheck. They really don't have that source of income. They don't know where that money's coming from. They don't have an income plan.
1: It's The Retirement Trainer with Ed Siddell, a podcast about helping you find ways to become financially fit for your future no matter what kind of shape you're in now. I'm Heather Branch and on the show today, when did retirement become so hard? Our parents and grandparents, sure, they worked hard, but they did so knowing that when their time to retire came, they would have the benefits of things like social security and pensions. Nowadays, the effort required to prepare for a happy retirement has practically become a second job. So what can we do to uncomplicate how complicated retirement has become is what we seek to find the answers here today with the retirement trainer, Ed Siddell of EGSI Financial in Dublin, Ohio. Hi, Ed.
0: Good morning. How are
1: you? I'm well, I'm confused as <laughs> so many people <laughs> seem to be uh, when it comes to the subject matters that we're hoping to uncover and clarify and get everybody else ready for when it comes to their retirement to not mm-hmm. be in a place of bad shape, to be in a place of good shape. You're the retirement trainer. You're going to help them get to that place. In order to know where you're going, you got to know where you're coming from. So that's what I was hoping to chat to you a bit about in, in this show and find out some history as to how we got to this place because it didn't used to be so difficult. Am, am I wrong? Oh,
0: it was completely different. So, I mean, it's a new reality. Today.
1: And not too long ago, it wasn't right. that difficult. Like our parent, my parents, yeah. like they're not. My dad's a financial guy, so he's got some things managed, but it just wasn't what it is now.
0: Yeah, it's it's a lot more challenging today for for sure. You know, it used to be back in you know for my parents. So my my dad's eighty five. My mom's going to be eighty this year. Um, that generation, the 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 great generation, uh, whatever the technical term is, right? They. Um, they, they had one or two jobs their entire lives and they stayed there, they had that pension. So that pension was their paycheck once they retired. And, and that's- And that's
1: what the company would provide would, to them right. for years of service.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, they would reward you for that loyalty, um, staying there that 20, 25, 30, 35 years or mm-hmm. whatever it was. Um, nowadays, you know, Columbus, Ohio is a little bit different um, than the rest of the, the country. You know, pensions are still a big part of the the landscape although they are starting to go away you know you've got a lot of bigger companies that are doing away with them and phasing them out so it really becomes uh, difficult in retirement because that paycheck that pension is gone and you know it started back in the 60s uh, in the early 70s the congress passed ERISA employee retirement income security act which was the protection of those pensions so then when companies went out of business those retirees still got the money okay kind of the the beginning of that new reality started there. And then it really changed in 78 with the uh, um, the advent of the 401k. So it's a code section, code section 401k. And that's where when pensions went away- Which pe-
1: means it's law.
0: It's law. Okay. It's internal revenue code section. Okay. And people now, they started to have to put money away for themselves. So they would put money away and companies would, would match, you know, that safe harbor match, you know, whether it was uh, dollar for dollar up to a certain percent- You could still contribute more after that. But because it was so new, people really didn't put as much money away as they needed to or should have.
1: Do you think they didn't understand? It was
0: that financial literacy, right? So it's it's the issue. uh, Sometimes we just don't know what we don't know and we just really weren't taught. So we're in a situation today where that new reality is because people didn't put enough away or they put it away in the wrong places that when it's time for retirement, they don't have enough for that paycheck at the beginning of every month to, to make sure that they maintain their lifestyle. So, you know, that's, that's the big issue. The beginning of the perfect storm, you know, if you will, it's in 78, it was the first time that the average, average everyday investor could participate in the stock market. You know, it used to be for our parents. Um, they would just put it in the bank, CDs, et cetera. Right. So, you had that 20-year period from the 80s all the way until the beginning of, of uh, 2000, where the stock market grew exponentially.
1: And do you think that people participating in something that maybe they didn't know enough about created some bad situations?
0: Um. Yeah, you know, so they lost out, right? Okay. Because they didn't participate fully because they didn't know. So right. that's number one. Okay. Um. And then when they started to know and learn about it, they really invested a whole lot, which was the tech bubble, which, you know, happened in the early 2000s. Uh-huh. And so they lost a lot of their money. So th- that became a huge issue. And it took years for it to recover. And then as soon as it recovered, then you had the next bubble that that popped, which was October of, of 2007, which was the housing bubble, which everyone's familiar with. Mm-hmm. So just about the time they recovered from the tech bubble, it happened again. And then it took years you know, for people to recover and break even just from that. So about the time that it broke, started to break even, the first set of boomers, you know, 10,000 a day were retiring. So they hadn't even fully recovered from the the last bubble burst before now. Okay, all of a sudden, all their money was invested in the market and they don't have enough to retire on.
1: So what were they retiring into? They were retiring into more years of working? Well, that was exactly
0: it. So, you know, we're in a situation now where people are living longer. Um, Mm -hmm. and so instead of retiring at the age of 60, 62, 65, they're now retiring at 66, 67, 70 or later, or they are retiring and getting a part-time job to, to help supplement that, that loss of income. And, and that's the issue. That's the, unfortunately, the new reality. Now that's not all the way across the board, but understanding, you know, where your money is so that that way you can have that guaranteed income on a monthly basis is, is so important.
1: Okay. And I want to get back to that, but then I also want to kind of, again, bridge some gaps with history because we had the pension into the 401k and then you go back and and Social Security has evolved into what people are untrusting of a situation.
0: And they're more dependent on it now than ever before. Okay. And so um
1: and there's different theories about what has happened with social security. Some people say it was never meant to be a full paycheck and people have misused it. Some people have said well it's because we have so many baby boomers that are now retiring. We don't have enough people in the workforce. So what happened with social security to make it be what it is now?
0: It was never designed to be the the sole uh, uh source of income, uh-huh. all right, during retirement. So that's right. number 1. Mm-hmm. Um people are living longer, so that's number 2. So When it was first developed and and designed and implemented, people only lived till their, you know, late 60s, early 70s. Now people are living until their late 80s, 90s. And so that's a big drain. That's number one. Number two, you know, as the boomers are retiring, more and more leaving the workforce. So there's a a bigger drain on on that pool of, of money. And there's not enough people in the workforce to support that. So, you know, I don't know exactly what year it is or what the exact amount is, but, you know, in 32, 33, 34, somewhere in that time frame, you know, it is estimated that there's going to be a haircut across the board of 20% or more just to make sure that Social Security is sustainable. Because no matter what happens, something has to change. And we're already seeing it right now where depending on the year that you were born, you're not going to be able to receive that fully insured benefit, that full amount mm-hmm. until later on in life. Okay. So it used to be with the pension, you know, supplemented with Social Security, you could have a really good life. Right. Okay. Now that the pension's gone and Social Security, if you're just planning on that, with that haircut coming down the road, you know, what else are you going to do?
1: And also the volatility of the market. People thinking that they were saving in their 401ks and then having rude wake-up calls with market crashes. Have you talked to people where they didn't realize they could lose all this money?
0: Yeah. You know, it it is – it's shocking when people are retired; they have the majority, if not all, of their assets in the market. And then when the market goes down, they're drawing down on it. Mm-hmm. So the, their account is actually going down faster than the loss because they're withdrawing money on a monthly basis. So it makes it very, very difficult, if not impossible, sometimes, to to recoup everything that you lost. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to that six percent rule. You know, it used to be that if you withdrew only six percent of your money out of your account. Mm-hmm per year, that you wouldn't run out of principal. Okay. Um, well, that kind of went away in, in the tech bubble. Okay. Uh, then it was 4%, and that went away in the housing bubble, and now it's less than 3%. Okay. So if you think about 3%, uh, let's just say that you have $500,000 or a million dollars or whatever that is. So, you know... 3% of a million dollars, that's $30,000 a year as compared to 6% of a million dollars, that's $60,000 a year. That's a big difference as far as income on an annual basis. Right. So, you know, and that's part of the issue. So okay. if you've already lost 10, 20, 30, 40% or whatever it is of your assets and you're still drawing down that 3%, that's going to be the issue because you're you're going to run out of money quicker.
1: So that's kind of where where we came from to where we are now. So we have a situation where pensions are no longer as popular. You say that there are still some options in Ohio because of the different companies there, but for the most part, everybody's moving towards 401ks. In the meantime, people have suffered losses due to Mm -hmm. the market. Also, Social Security has become a questionable area of income. So now people have savings. They've always had savings, but they're feeling more pressure to have the right kind of savings. And I think that that's really where we have to focus on as far as fixing the situation that has that we have evolved into, which is where you, the retirement trainer, are here to help us get into shape. Because right. we, and then it's like finding any other kind of trainer. You walk in and you're just a lump of mess and you don't know what to do. But I need somebody to help me figure it out and and get in shape for this place that I want to go to in life, a place of happiness and retirement. So, mm-hmm. and that's something I think that, correct me if I'm wrong, when I say, you know, talking about the different assets of the portfolio, what's best to do with savings when everything else is quite
0: questionable. Yeah. um, So once you identify the problem, it's like, okay, so now what? What do we do now? Mm -hmm. You know, you really do have to have a plan. So uh, great. I have all this money. Um, It's scattered between all these different buckets and products. And that's typically what we see. Mm -hmm. So how do we put it all together so that that it makes sense? The biggest issue is when you're retired or you're getting ready to retire, people have no idea where to start drawing that money from. Okay. You know, so putting together that income plan, that financial fitness plan really helps to outline, okay, so I know the very first month that I'm retired, this is the money that I'm getting. This is where it's coming from and estimated this is how long it's going to last. And that's really the key. You know, when you go on vacation, you don't just hop in the car and start driving. You just don't go to the airport right well some people right? do, well, some people do. Work out. right right okay where am I going that's when all the arguments begin yeah, right yeah. right so but it's the same thing um you know it's it's crazy people spend more time typically planning an annual vacation than they they do their income plan for for retirement so that's really where you have to take a, a step back and look at it and say okay now, what do I do?
1: Present company included. I got married two and a half years ago, and I know how much time I put into that wedding. And I know how much time I've put into my retirement plan. And I'm telling you, the balance is off.
0: It is. And
1: it is. it's not. So that's, I think, also another important thing to remind folks of is that you are not alone. You should not be embarrassed.
0: Everybody. It's it's everybody. It's the same thing. Okay. You know, my folks, we started in in this process unbelievably conservative. I, I think, honestly, to, to this day, my dad still has his first dollar ever made, right? <laughs> and, and he will hold on and to he it. Will hold on to it. I'm, I'm surprised it's not you framed on take the wall, it. <laughs> you know, and, and I mean that as a compliment, I, you know, honestly. Yeah. But, you know, they had those pensions, you know, and they had the, the surplus from Social Security, but, you know, they still had this other income mm-hmm. and being able to understand, okay, now what do I do with it? Because it's not just how am I going to pay the bills? It's that trip, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Taking that European cruise or going through the Bahamas, going to Alaska. You know, what is it that you really want to do? Because retirement's not just about surviving, it's about living life. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's all about you. Right. right? I mean, it's, so how do we do that? Making the best use of it. So as long as you know that you're getting that steady check, it gives a level of comfort and security. So then when the market's going up and down and going crazy, you know that that money that you're drawing on that month or for that year or whatever time period it is, it's not at risk.
1: Okay. And that's, of course, what you exactly what you do. You want to help people discover how to put all of their assets into a place where it will... Get them that income, that steady income in retirement.
0: Yeah, because everyone's different, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody has different wants and needs and goals. Not one size and, fits all. Yeah, and and so that's really important to understand what it is that they're they're wanting to do, and you know what their goals are, their their bucket list. Right. You know what is your bucket list? Okay. While they're still healthy.
1: That's right, and can still use all the harder and, and, right? right. and have fun. Right. Right. Have a that's good time. Right. So, Ed Siddell, he's the CEO and chief investment officer of EGSI Financial, and he wants to help you figure out that financial fit plan and you can actually go in for a complimentary visit, sit down, forty five minutes, right? Easy. Yep. Well, you're on your lunch break. If you, you know, if you, if you are still working, Ed's gonna sit down with you, review everything in your portfolio, and go over all the options to help you figure out how to keep up that steady income in your retirement years, so that you can do the cruising and the life living that you want to do, and make sure that you are fit and properly trained for the retirement years ahead. Uh, Ed's gonna help you figure that out, so you can get signed up for that complimentary consultation of your fitness financial plan at egsifinancial.com. Thanks, Ed.
0: Great. Thank you. You've been listening to The Retirement Trainer with me, Ed Siddell. If you like what you heard, please share it with your friends and family. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts where you can subscribe, rate, and review this show. Got a retirement question? Send me an email to ed at egsifinancial.com. You can also learn more about us at egsifinancial.com. Join me next week for more retirement training. Thanks for listening.
1: Edward Siddell is an investment advisor representative of EGSI
0: Investment Management, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. EGSI Financial Services, Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Edward Siddell NPN insurance license number 3596278.